ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network, where I, your host, Ted, along with my co-hosts, the new mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, the Brazilian giant, Venetius, the temptress witch, Ivy, and the senior ref, ref, Amy Veronica, talk everything pro wrestling. It's the indies, the pros, everywhere you go. Let's jump right into Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Rewind Wrestling Radio Show here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. As we're kicking off tonight, you can tell that Tyler is already on Tyler Ticker number one. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's all right. You know, we're going we're gonna to make things happen here tonight. I did not mean to make that rhyme. I was not attempting to, to rap again. I'm sorry to everybody that I made their ears bleed last week. I got several text messages about it from several people saying that Amy was right and that Angela was right and that I should never rap again. Uh, so... <laughs> I'm just saying it's a it's a thing. So here we go, folks. You can tell that we are down a person tonight. Big Daddy V is not with us tonight. He uh, he was being a man about town in the, down in South Florida down there doing what he has to do for uh, for CCW. But uh, but it led to him not being able to be on the show this evening. So we're going to uh, to carry on without him despite that now listen if you watched the advert if you saw the advertisement for tonight's show uh you probably saw that we were supposed to be interviewing former nwa social media director douglas hart unfortunately douglas had a uh had a family emergency pop up today uh he texted me about uh two o'clock today somewhere around there and said hey can we reschedule i I can't be there i definitely want to come on so we'll get him on another time uh in the meantime my good friends are and i are going to uh get this party started and talk some professional wrestling here with you tonight uh and by my friends, I mean the people that you see on the screen to my left. You see the new mouth of the South, Tyler Peters. Down below, Tyler, you see senior official ref Amy Veronica. And right next to ref Amy, right underneath me, you have the temptress witch, Ivy. So welcome back, everybody. It's another week has gone by and wrestling has been uh, dazed and confused as usual <laughs> before WrestleMania. <laughs> uh you know just just throwing it out there just throwing it out there so um tonight we're going to start off we're going to jump right into a, a conversation tonight and that is who would be on your mount rushmore of tag team wrestling and that's where we're going to start off tonight and uh and so let's let's jump into this into this right now so um here's what i want to do i want to i want to do this almost like a game okay we're going to go round robin on this thing Okay. We'll go ladies first. We'll give ladies first choice. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're going to go round Robin. Okay. As we go round Robin, you have to keep track of which tag teams have been used. Okay. I'll Ooh. write it down. Oh, because I, know, I know, I know Ivy, I know Ivy is not going to remember anything. No. I'm not. Okay? So, so you, you cannot use a tag team that anyone else has used. Oh. Okay. Boom. And I'll no. and I'll take the hot seat and I'll go last. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is how we're doing this. Amy's going first. Or Tyler. Amy's going first. I said ladies first. You calling out Tyler? What the hell? I uh, know. What, what's going hell? on here? Yeah. I love you, Tyler. <laughs> did those okay. did, did those catfish bitches leave you alone this week? Is there a cat coming in? Yeah, yeah, they did. Okay, they good. Did. So I your good. threat worked. You do not have to cap anybody this week. Okay. Damn, there went my son. <laughs> All right, so Ref Amy, let's let's come to you first. Remember, and these aren't in any particular order. You're not saying this is my number one of all time, right? You're just saying who would yeah. be on your Mount Rushmore. But take your draft picks fast because once they're gone, they're gone, right? Oh, I hate this. So, right, who, um, so who you got? All right, so this is one I don't think a lot of people are going to pick, but one of my favorites growing up, Los Guerreros. Ooh, Danny oh, yeah. and Chavo, their their chemistry in the ring together, like you could tell that they've been working together since they were children. So it, it really came off. So. I actually would have said that. That would have been like my third or fourth one on my list. Uh, now I got to rethink my list. So big old uh, thanks to Ref Amy there. Here we go. So let's let's head over to the Temptress Witch Ivy. We all know who she's gonna pick first, but we're gonna let her say it anyway. <laughs> You know I'm going to go with Team Extreme, right? That's right. (laughs) That's right. Of course. So we got the Hardys, 
Team Extreme. We've got Los Coreros. Tyler, coming to you. I'm going to have to pick uh, Arn and Tolly, the horseman. Mm, very good. Very good. So I'm, uh, I'm going to throw Tyler for a loop with mine because I know this one's second on his list, and I am going Midnight Express. Good pick. Yeah, good, great pick, yeah. All right, Ref Amy, it's back to you. I'm going to go to the Heart Foundation. Ooh, but all right, so, so name, so name your tag team though, because there were multiple tag teams that came out of the Heart Foundation. Um, Brett so and um, Nightheart. Brett and Nightheart. Okay, Brett and Anvil. Got it. Anvil. Got it. All right. Ooh, I'm going to go with Edge and Christian. Ooh, she's taking up the whole TLC bit here. I am. <laughs> Not for long. Yeah, I was going to say. Tyler. <laughs> I got a couple. I, I've got to go head. with uh, another express, rock and roll express. Ooh. Just because I want to mess with Ivy, I'm taking the Dudleys. <laughs> because <laughs> and listen, they're they're one of the most decorated teams in no, history. No, they seriously are. You know, so mm-hmm. and there's a couple. With, are you? I was gonna say, are you gonna go with Bubba and Yvonne, or are you gonna also add Spike in there? <laughs> no, nah, we're going traditional tag team. I'm going Bubba and Devon because Spike was like sometimes he was with the fam, sometimes he wasn't. Eh, it's all it right. was and there was that extended family in ECW. Yep, yep, yeah, that's true. Big Dick Dudley, Sign Guy Dudley. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> all right, Ref Amy, coming back to you. Road Warriors. Damn it! Great pick, awesome pick. Yeah. Ooh. My next one. My turn. Brothers of Destruction. Ooh, that's a good one too. Yeah, your your uh, your 20s are showing. Just so I just know, so I know. <laughs> like, I wait till my next one. <laughs> All right, go go ahead, Tyler. Uh, the British Bulldogs. Ooh. There's another cat. Yeah, this is Luna. Hi, Luna. Luna. Ooh, see, now you put me in a spot because the Road Warriors and the British Bulldogs would have been, like, in my list because now all of my, like, my, my actual Mount Rushmore is gone. Like, it's it's been taken, right? Um, and now I got to put some real thought into this. Uh, okay, so I'm going to say this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to qualify this, right? Because these guys revolutionized wrestling in 1996 by doing it the way they did it and that's the outsiders mm-hmm. yeah i agree mm-hmm. with that it was definitely smart, okay coming back to ref amy all right here's my age showing the new day biggie <laughs> you know what and kofi kingston I'm you know compl- what i'm completely comfortable with that they are so yeah. good yeah, yeah they're gonna go that. down as one of the best in history absolutely absolutely, absolutely. all right ivy Okay, so you want a little old school? Let's go with Harlem Heat. Oh, yeah. Great pick. Great pick. (laughs) Great team. Yeah. I dig that. I dig that. I've always been a Booker T fan, so. Excellent. Excellent. Tyler. Uh, Here's a team that I think's underrated, but definitely got their due. How about Butch Reed, Ron Simmons, Doom? Mm. That is a really good one. All right, so now I'm stuck. I have a conundrum right? Uh, I've got a couple of sexy answers and I've got a couple of answers that like are legitimately just for me. And so I'm going to pull out a prop for a minute and I'm going to tell you if you don't like my last pick that you can just go ahead and take a number. Okay. (laughs) All right. So my last pick is going to be the OGs, D-Generation X, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, uh, because even though they weren't like a tag team in Mm -hmm. 96 97 right Mm -hmm. they were the ogs of the attitude era and then they come back in 2006 and have that awesome fun you know crazy run that made you just fall in love with them even though they were in their 40s all over again you know so Mm -hmm. um so that's where i'm going i'm going with dx if you don't like it take a number and uh we'll go from there so folks that's our quote unquote Mount Rushmore's. Now, obviously that's not our true Mount Rushmore's, but that was kind of a fun way to do it. Um, so Tyler, give, give us what your true Mount Rushmore would be. 
Uh, it would probably have to put Midnight Express up number one, but definitely Arn and Tolly would be under that. And I think it would Road Warriors would have to be up there, Rock and Roll Express and the Steiners. I, you know, I didn't mm. mention them. So I kind of oh, it, it, it would be tough because there, there's so many teams. You'd almost be a top twenty. I know, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Steiners, the Steiners are up there. There was yeah. another one I thought of that I was like, man, nobody picked this. Oh, uh, the APA. Oh, the APA yeah. was nobody great. Picked the APA, yeah. but the APA was so gimmicky that I can understand why people wouldn't pick it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then there was uh, there was another one I was surprised no one picked. Uh, the world's greatest tag team, Shelton Benjamin, mm-hmm. Charlie Haas. Like the oh yeah, you, you talk about Los Coreros, you talk about like man like that those feuds were incredible you know uh ref amy if you like you're true mount rushmore you had to pick your top four uh my top four was los Guerreros, hard foundation road warriors and then tolly and arm okay that's fair that's fair so you got most of yours (laughs) yeah (laughs) boom boom uh ivy of course i'm gonna have to add the hardies up there with Edge and Christian, I just absolutely love them. As much as I love the Dudleys, though, I also have to agree Heart Foundation. And then probably, hmm, oh, God, this is, this is tough. This is tough. This is really tough. Um, mm, Road Warriors. They're, like, good classics, so. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, mine for sure would have been um, Arn and Tully, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I, I, I actually would have kept the Outsiders on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, just because they revolutionized wrestling and they stayed together for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then LOD for sure. And uh, the, the heart foundation for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I just think that, you know, and I think that any really any grouping of the heart foundation, because you had that time where it wasn't Brett and Neidhart, it was Brett and the British Bulldog. And you had time mm-hmm. where Brett and Owen kind of, they tried to tag together and didn't really work out with the way they, that WWF wanted yeah. it to, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that those, uh, I think that's a good set for our Mount Rushmore of tag teams. So nice job, everybody. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this week in wrestling. And uh, before we, before we take our break here, We'll talk about a couple things. We'll come back. We'll talk about a couple things, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap up the night, you know, with uh, with some fun stuff here. So I want to talk a little bit about my guy D. Bry. Uh, it's too cold just to wear this shirt down here, but <laughs> but I've got the hug it out D. Bry and uh, and Kane shirt tonight. And uh, an article came out this week about how Daniel Bryan. Uh, is on the writing team, I guess, for SmackDown right now, which I didn't know. I was surprised by that and uh, and how he is purposefully because he knows this is his last full-time run in the WWE. um, He's purposefully putting it out there that he wants to put these guys over. And that's why he's on this quote unquote losing streak right now. You know, he put over Drew Gulak. He put over AJ Styles. He put over Cesaro. You know, he's, he's just um, in the giving mood and, Mm -hmm. uh, and as people that are that have all kind of been involved in wrestling in different ways as fans and, and behind the scenes, um, I, I just wanted to take a, a few minutes to maybe talk about the fact that we don't see this enough, right? We don't see vets willing to give their spot up enough. I mean, if you look at Hogan in the 90s, you know, he came out recently and said, well, no one was ready to take the torch from me, brother. But I mean... Mm-hmm people were ready to take the torch from you, brother, <laughs> you know? Um, and Brian is, is trying to build people up and I think it's the right thing to do. Uh, but I'm interested to hear uh, some of your thoughts. And, and so here's, here's something that I'd like you to, to give me in your, in your points tonight, guys. Um, tell me someone that you can name that didn't want to give up their spot. That was being selfish right mm. so so pick one person that really stuck out to you and try not to use something that anyone else has used okay oh, try not this to is use something really that hard. Now, it's listen, a tough I'll, one I'll, I'll go to the historian among us first here so i'll go to uh to the new mouth in the south first year tyler you know get first of all give me your thoughts on on debry and this article um and then tell me one person you think kind of did the opposite of that right uh, well I, I think daniel bryan it makes sense because he's he's very giving 
And I think that's why fans are appreciative of his efforts. I mean, we're sending – give actually people that rub by them going over because he's so successful. He's one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. I mean, and he's achieved so much. And he wants to spend more time with his family as well. But I think as far as somebody else, this ain't going to be a popular answer, but I would have to go with Bret Hart. I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I love Bret Hart, but he's somebody that I think does not want to put – you know, like Hogan, and he got mad at Hogan for the same reasons, but he was just as guilty. And I, I love Bret Hart, but it's true. Oh man, you took you took my oh, answer, sorry, brother. Man. You took I'm... my answer. That was going to be me. I mean, that's the whole reason that the screw that the screw job mm -hmm. happened. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I am now of the opinion, by the way, my conspiracy theory friends, that the screw job is a conspiracy. I think that Bret was mm. in. I think that Bret was in on it, um, but. You know, he'll never say that. So it is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, I, I totally believe that with Brett, that he just, you know, he didn't want to be the guy to give up his spot like that, you know. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's go to uh, let's go to Ivy. Ooh. Um, all right. So going to Daniel Bryan, one of the things that I love about him is he's just very humble. And you can tell by his actions, the way that he works in the ring, you know, like he does a very good job at making the other guys look good. But on top of that, I think what also brings him to that point now in his career is that he saw how quickly his career was over. And, you know, he worked his ass off to be able to get back in the ring. So I kind of feel like, you know, having that his whole career ripped from him in, you know, the matter of such a short period of time. I think that really opened his eyes, which kind of makes him want to give everybody the opportunity to, you know, look good, do well, and, you know, make something of themselves in the business. So I really respect him for that. Um, I've also, I've always thought that he was just, he's very good. Like he's extremely talented. Um, and if like, I don't know if you guys have like ever seen like the reality show and stuff like that. My daughter loves Total Bellas and, you know, once in a while, like we'll watch it and just kind of seeing him outside of the ring as a person, he is a very humble person. So I love that about him. Um, oh God, I don't know. Somebody that didn't want to give up their spot. Ugh, this is tough. Um, I'm going to go with The Rock because he was very arrogant at one point. And then like, I mean, maybe like a little bit better as time went on, but I still think that he was, he was one of those arrogant bastards at one point. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Okay. Ref Amy, I'm coming to you. So Daniel Bryan is too good for this world. Like <laughs> we don't deserve him. <laughs> yeah, we don't deserve him. Like it, literally, he made his own personality a heel gimmick, which is mind-boggling to me. Mm -hmm. Which is a great personality. How they were able to make that a heel is goddamn. <laughs> but um, yeah, Daniel Bryan. Like I'm with Ivy. I watched. Total Bellas and um, Total Divas and all that. It's my guilty pleasure, unfortunately. Um, and just seeing his personality outside the ring, like, he loves wrestling so much. And he, it, like, like Ivy was saying, like, to go through that traumatic process of losing what he loved for that period of time and now experiencing family life and stuff, I think it changed him in a way where he had to know when his time is over. Yeah. And he needs to let these other guys shine. And so if it's for the betterment of the business, that's above all. And you could definitely see that through with the way he talks and the way he promotes. And I'm so happy he's writing now because he should be always a part of the business, mm -hmm. whether it be WWE or anywhere else, because his wrestling mind is so goddamn good. As for someone who was the opposite of Daniel Bryan, this is someone I actually like read about in many books that I've read about uh, the smaller wrestlers, Kevin Nash. He apparently mm. was notorious in WCW for keeping the cruiserweight division down. Eddie Guerrero, someone who is probably like the Daniel Bryan level of the nicest person on earth, called yeah. the man evil. Like he's the <laughs> only person that he's ever met that he thought was evil. And like if he's talked to anyone about it, Chris Jericho, Chavo, like all those guys, they always knew that the one man holding him down booking-wise was Kevin Nash. Man, oh, man, that's uh, two of my answers taken right out from under me. <laughs> yeah. Man. Um, Kevin Nash was also a magic mic. <clears throat> Just saying. Yes, he was. <laughs> the president blew his quad. That's, uh, that's, Tarzan. That's, that's Ivy's second favorite movie. 
third. 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 The first the, the first one is Playmate of the Apes, just saying, you know. <laughs> um okay. <laughs> so Debry, I think all you guys have, have brought up fantastic points about uh about Daniel Bryan. Um yeah, I, I, I just I feel like he is what wrestling should be, you know. Um it's what all the vets say that they are there to do, right? And then they're like, well, hold on. Where's my payday, brother? You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I feel like that that's a thing. Man, there's so many angles I could go with who I think should be uh, one of those people that, that didn't give up their spot. Um, there's a lot of names that didn't come up in this conversation that I'm a little bit, uh, a little bit perplexed by. Uh, you can talk about obviously Hogan in, in WCW yeah. uh, talk about the fact that um, that Triple H was in the limelight, you know, with that shovel a little bit too long. Although Jim Ross did say that Triple H was never the person that put him, you know, that put himself over in the writing room. I don't know if I believe it or not, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you could talk, you could say Triple H, you could say Shawn Michaels for that same matter. He lost his smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never put people over. Good point. <laughs> no, there's so many of them. There's so many of them. Stone Cold walked out because he didn't want to put over Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, I, I think that there's really only, there's only one that tops Kevin Nash. Because Kevin Nash was like to the point where, he was writing the show for WCW and still writing himself into the main event, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's only one other guy who didn't want to give up his spot like that, right? And it's not going to be the sexy answer. Double J, Jeff Jarrett, okay? Yeah. Literally, I can see that. Yeah. Literally yeah. had his top spot in WCW. He's a multi-time WCW world champion, right? Didn't want to lose that going back to the WWF. What does he do? Founds his own goddamn company in NWA TNA with Jerry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, make sure he's not the first champion. He makes sure Ken Shamrock's the first champion. And then he has, what, six title reigns after that as, as mm-hmm. NWA TNA champion or Impact champion? Yeah, um, a lot. And then, and then when he got the boot out of his own company because his wife was banging Kurt Angle – and and it was stirring up stuff and it, and the folks at impact were like well listen kurt angles making us more money than you are so deuces uh you know then what does he do he goes and starts another goddamn company right and what was that one mm-hmm. global force global force yeah like yeah GFW, that's right that's it yeah. right and so he goes and starts himself another goddamn company right like holy hell talk about someone that doesn't want to give up their spot it's yeah. double j because he's got the stroke son yeah he was russo's boy yeah you know so that's he ain't the only one that got the stroke so he needs to get over himself true life true life all right so uh, i think right now is probably a good time to to take our our break here folks when we come back here on rewind wrestling radio we're going to be talking about the growing relationship between impact wrestling and aew the adam pierce fake out that happened on smackdown this past week and uh whether or not people should be allowed to just declare for the Royal Rumble and what does that do for the for the prestige of the Royal Rumble? All that and more when we come back right around the corner here on Rewind Wrestling Radio. For 17 years, the dominant force in professional wrestling in South Florida has been Coastal Championship Wrestling. Join us every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern for the best weekly episodic professional wrestling in America. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. And uh, Tyler and Amy and Ivy and I, we are all here talking all things professional wrestling. Uh, folks, we, uh, we have some stuff that happened this week that's kind of like, eh, what's going on here? This is kind of stupid. Or on the flip side, eh, it's kind of cool. I kind of like it. Let's talk about some of the stuff that we're seeing in wrestling this week. We just got done talking about Daniel Bryan and that article that was out about him. Uh, 
on the flip side of this, a lot of people have Daniel Bryan pegged to win the Royal Rumble. And uh, some stuff happened at the Royal Rumble coming up. First thing that's coming up at the Royal Rumble is uh, the Universal Championship match between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. But it wasn't supposed to be Kevin Owens. It was supposed to be Adam Pearce, right? So the whole IWC got up in an uproar. Adam Pierce, why the hell would we want to see a match between Roman Reigns and Adam Pierce? And then all the Ring of Honor people started coming out of the woodwork. Well, Adam Pierce, he's great. And his last match was against Hangman Page. What do you think about that, Marks? You know, and, and getting in people's faces. And uh, but you know, I, I I saw the angle coming a million miles away. Like Will, the uh, the co-founder of Rewind, he's texting me. He's going, Man, do you think Adam Page or Adam Pierce is actually gonna wrestle for the championship i said no yeah it's not, it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen kevin owens is gonna be the replacement you watch and lo and behold four days later there it was right um so listen uh, you guys all have twitter you all have ig you've all seen the wrestling stands out there uh you know crying rivers over the fact that adam pierce was a number one contender for a little bit and then continuing to complain when we got Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns in a last man standing match, which I think is going to be effing phenomenal, right? That's going to be a brutal goddamn match, right? Um, so, you know, let's, let's talk about it a little bit. Let's hear what you guys have to say about it. Uh, I started with, I think I've started with everybody at some point tonight, right? So. Yeah. All right. So let's, like let's go, that. let's go to ref Amy because she likes to complain about WWE the most out of anybody here. So I'm not going to complain this time. Wow. (laughs) 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 But um, no, like, like you said, it was super predictable. Like when Adam Pierce won that gauntlet match, I was Mm. just like, Oh, well, as good as he is, he's in no condition right now to be wrestling. Like he's officially retired. He's part of producer and everything. Um, Kevin Owens was uh, the obvious choice for it. Like, I don't know why people are mad that Kevin Owens is going for it again. Like, the last couple matches they've had have been phenomenal. Like, I don't understand, like, the anger at it. It's going to be a great match, probably match of the night. Um, but I really like the way they did it because I was expecting just, like, Adam Pierce to just say, I have a new person who's going to take over for me. I really like that injury angle because mm-hmm. it was just smartly done. Mm-hmm. And it made sense. And even though like, Adam Pierce keeps saying he's not an authority figure, like, he clearly is, but – I, I I had no problems with the angle, even though it was super predictable. I just I, I'm eating up the Roman Reigns Kevin Owens storyline. So. Excellent, excellent, Mister uh, Mister Mouth of the South, coming to you next. I just love anything to do with Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns, and Jey Uso. Now it looks like Apollo Cruz, but I'm with Amy. I think Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, that's going to be your money. I think Kevin Owens just keeps getting better and better, and he's already very good is the scary thing. So I, I just love the creative. That's all my takeaways from uh, that SmackDown, the whole swerve by Adam Pierce. I thought it was uh, well done and, and glad for it. I really haven't paid enough attention on the Internet to know that that was going to happen, I'll be honest. So I'm not in the loop, but I, I liked it. I'm glad it did. All right, so so rapid fire real quick here. I'm going to go all around to all of you. Um, Thumbs up or thumbs down. Verbalize it because for, for our listeners that listen on the podcast. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Apollo Crews joining the bloodline. Uh, Tyler Peters. Uh, thumbs up. Yeah. Amy. Thumbs up. Ivy. Thumbs up. See, I'm a thumbs down. Really? Yes, because because now it takes away from being the bloodline. It's not the bloodline anymore. Well, it's not mm. it's not the fat twos. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, Paul Haynes there, but he's not a competitor. Right, he's a manager, so it kind of made sense. I don't know; it just distracts me a little bit. But I don't know; maybe I'm just that guy. <laughs> I don't know. Ivy, what are your thoughts on all this? Um, I'm gonna have to agree with um, so far with Tyler and Amy. I I personally love Kevin Owens. I think that like he's really badass. And if you think about you know the angle that they've been going with Roman Reigns, he's always been a strong competitor in the ring, no matter what. Like no matter what storyline they're going with, Roman Reigns is like you know one of your top guys. And I feel like you need somebody that can match him you know, in the ring, on the mic, you know, all of that. And I think that KO is really good at that. And I feel like they're going to put on a great match. And KO's always kind of given me like the stone cold, don't give a f- type of vibes. And I think that's something that I really want to see in a championship match. So I like it. And I think it was executed okay. I mean, eh, 
I get kind of annoyed with the way that they do stuff, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> here's here's my big thing. Um, WWE can't win. Right? No, they legitimately cannot <laughs> win with their fan with their base. So for months, Kevin Owens is in the spotlight wrestling Shane McMahon, right? Mm-hmm. Putting on decent matches, by the way. With the mm-hmm. with a relatively was, yeah. intriguing storyline, aside from the fact mm-hmm. that Shane McMahon was annoying as shit, which just meant that we all got worked, right? That's what the booking was supposed to do. It was supposed right. to annoy us. It was supposed to make KO a super baby face. It was supposed to make us all hate Shane so he could get off TV and no one would complain about it. And mm-hmm. and it worked, right? The the booking worked. Um, people complained about it. KO's being wasted on Shane McMahon. KO goes into obscurity. He's like an off and on, off and off again, on again programs with, you know, Alistair Black and uh, with Cesaro and all kinds of stuff, right? KO is being underutilized. He's not being used enough on TV, right? KO gets booked into a three pay per view run with Roman Reigns, putting on match of the year quality matches at the beginning mm-hmm. of the goddamn year, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the goddamn year. So that's that's a, that's a big achievement in two ways. Because if you're putting on match of the year quality matches, and it's the end of the year, you're working against yep. everything that's come before you. If you're putting right. on match of the year quality matches at the beginning of the year, you're setting the bar so high that everyone has to meet you right mm-hmm. putting on That's these true. high quality matches high freaking quality matches and what is the internet wrestling community going kevin owens and roman reigns are stupid we've seen it twice hello wrestling was built in series of matches mm-hmm Okay, that's how stories were told. You guys all complain. There's no long-term booking. There's no point to any of this. It's just stupid, funny storylines that WWE does. Well, they give you long-term booking. They give you inventive ways to get someone back into the into the title picture and continue a long-term story. And what are you doing, WWE Universe? You're freaking complaining as usual. The main roster sucks. NXT is the only thing that's good about WWE. Listen, NXT is freaking great. It's freaking phenomenal but stop shitting on the main roster just because you want to be that smart mark that knows everything more than everybody okay and yes maybe there's a specific listener that i'm talking to right now that i had a heated exchange with this week and maybe there's not but i'm not going to give you the benefit of saying your name on air so ha point proven and while I'm talking about NXT, Casey Catanzaro, the love of my wrestling life, had the <laughs> balls deep finisher of the week. My God, did you guys see that that move? Oh, it was tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, amazing. Yeah, it was like a seven fifty something or another. Like Jesus Christ, <laughs> how many flips and turns can you do and still land on somebody? She just did it. She's still who's cutting that, who, as she's hitting them. Was it Neville or now um, Pack huh? that used to be called the um, the man that gravity forgot? Like yeah. this is literally someone mm-hmm. gravity forgot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> quite literally. Well, you know what it is? She's so goddamn tiny that she literally yeah. floats. She's lighter than the air. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. she I, is, oh, man. Oh my god! I mean, it's, it's, it's so beautiful, yeah. and the landing is a little bit scary, right? That back mm-hmm. on back landing is a little bit scary to me, but. Mm-hmm. oh my god I, i'm watching that match and i went hold on where's my remote because i have it on you know i dvr it so i, I have the remote I'm like let me rewind that for a second how many turns the... well shit me <laughs> like, what? Yeah. craziness craziness fantastic finisher fantastic yeah, finisher. She's a great athlete yeah yeah for for sure and you know what it they, they do this to me every year they bring her on the tv in january because they want people to remember who she is so that she the can rumble. come out for the royal rumble and do her stunt ninja warrior gymnastic stuff to stay you know in the royal rumble rumble longer than the booking would normally allow her to be and then they throw her out in the last 10 people of the, of the women's royal rumble they do it every year I know what they're mm-hmm. doing to me. I know that they're just messing with me. But goddamn, they won the first match of the first women's Dusty Cup. I'm happy they did. I, I think they're deserving Carter. of it because we, we know that Storm and, and Martinez have been getting established. So I think mm-hmm. Martinez and Shara are going to feud for the, for the title. Mm-hmm. So that's why they didn't last. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Agreed. But to beat them in a tag team was great. Yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah. Like, imagine, imagine, just take two, take two random uh, mainstream 
stars, single stars, right? For instance, Cesaro mm-hmm. and Nakamura, right? Mm-hmm. Two people that are well-established, have, mm-hmm. have a long list of credentials, and then you bring up a pair of rookies and have them beat them, right? Yeah. And instantly, that tag team is over. Mm-hmm. AC and Carter should be that way right now. They should be over, like, nobody's business. Craziness. Yeah. Craziness. Right. Um, okay, so let's. So we talked about the Adam Pierce fake out a little bit. Now let's talk about something else, kind of related to Adam Pierce. Okay, um, and it takes us back into the Royal Rumble here. Um, so people have just been saying, "Yeah, I'm going to be in the Rumble." Thanks, guys. I'm in. It's a, uh, it's a thing, and they're just like walking away, right? What the hell? You used to have to qualify to get into the Royal Rumble. You used to have to, like, earn your spot in this 30-man Rumble. And the roster is so big that they should still should, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm feeling a certain type of way about it, but I want to know what you guys think. Adam Pierce came out with this tweet earlier this week, maybe uh, yesterday, maybe today. I don't know. I lose track of the days on Twitter because too, there's too much stupid and it, you know, racks my brain down. Um, and, uh, you know, he said – WWE management has said that certain superstars can declare if they want to be in the Rumble match or not, while other members still have to qualify to join the Royal Rumble. I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. And I'm sitting there going, that is the laziest goddamn writing I have ever seen. What the hell? It used to be like November came around, Survivor Series happened. And right after Survivor Series, everyone was like, I need my shot. You need to get me in the rumble. What do I have to do? And now we have this bullshit. And now the, I'm one of the smart marks that I was just yelling at for shitting on the WWE. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Thanks. Okay. But this is just lazy, right? And so I call it like I see it. I, I, I support the main brand when it's doing good things, but I tell people when I think it's wrong too. Um, just like I always call AEW WCW 2.0 because it is. Uh, so let's let's jump into it a little bit let's talk about this a little bit uh ivy i'm gonna come to you first do you think that people should be able to just declare and do you think that people declaring for the royal rumble takes away from the royal rumble okay um even though i'm excited because you know we all know jeff hardy declared that he's gonna be in the rumble just throwing that out there um i don't like it because I feel like I grew up in a time with wrestling where, you know, everybody had to kind of earn their spot and it mm-hmm. made the matches so much. It made the rumble actually mean something Yeah, agreed. where I feel like with people just kind of declaring, it's just fill in the ring. It's not, you know, it's not really something where you've got all this great talent that has worked their ass off to get to that match and they're actually really fighting to be there. So it kind of does take away from it. So I'm not a big fan of it, but I will say, I'm glad to see Jeff Hardy in there. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, New mouth of the South, Mr. Tyler Peters. Yeah. All valid points and criticisms. Uh, Does it make sense? It's not logical because we need to, I know it's entertainment, but what I miss about wrestling is there's still a sports uh, feel to it. And I think Mm -hmm. you're right. They need to qualify. They need to have it a way where, competitors don't just get a free ride. I don't care if you're a superstar or not. You still got to earn it. You still got to get in there. And it makes it, you know, feel more credible to me. To me, this is just, oh, let's just go through the motions. You're in or declare on TV. Well, no, that's not how it should be. So I disagree. I I agree with you all on that disagreement is what I'm trying to get at. It's kind of like, you know, football. Like, what if a team was just like, oh, we're going to be in the Super Bowl this year. Fuck every other game. (laughs) We don't have to play for anything. We're going to be in the Super Bowl because we want to be in the Super Bowl. It's a good analogy. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you, you know, if you want to go the sports complex of it, then, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Rafemi, coming to you. Um, I don't mind it when it's being used for a heel. Because obviously you want to have the cocky heels come out like I declare myself like a Charlotte like when Charlotte was heel she's like I'm obviously too good so I'm just gonna put myself in the rumble and then like the sniveling little general manager is just like yes yeah, Charlotte whatever you want Charlotte you're blonde whatever um, I'm okay when it's used that way and I kind of see what WWE is doing right now they're trying to does anyone remember like the Chris Benoit versus Paul Heyman thing before Chris Benoit mm-hmm. won, won the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. um or sorry name redacted um. Paul Heyman made him fight for it. And yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. they're trying to recreate the storyline right now with Ricochet, mm-hmm. which is good, good because if Ricochet came out and declared himself for the Royal Rumble, I would have smacked that, that down and been like, bitch, you've been losing every other week. No. Mm-hmm. 
So like, they're just lazily booking it right now where everyone else is declaring, but everyone focus on this one storyline of this guy fighting to get into the rumble. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like everyone is saying, it, it makes it seem cheap. It makes it just seem like anybody can get in. And then like, with a roster this big, you have to do stuff like that. Because back in the R- Ruthless Aggression, they had big rosters, but it wasn't as big as it is now. Right. right. So there has right. to be kind of like give and take. P- right. Yes, douchebags can declare, but everybody else should be fighting for it. Right, right. So listen, I, I, have, I have a couple of theories here that I'd like to just bounce off you guys about this, right? Um, first of all, I think that this happens because WWE is so focused on having their 12 pay-per-views plus their Tribute to the Troops plus mm-hmm. their Superstar Showdown, right? Uh, Legends. The, what is it? Legends Night. Legends Night, right? Like... <laughs> Jesus, it's so important. We have to have it. We need to bounce those ratings back up. Um, but, but I think that WWE is so involved in all of that that um, they almost like run out of time to get things prepped for the Rumble, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're, so, they're trying to connect all these dots for the IWC because the IWC, now we pay attention mm-hmm. to everything, right? You know, mm-hmm. 15 years ago, we weren't paying attention to everything like this. And if we were, we didn't have the internet wrestling community like we do now where we can complain about it as much right nobody right. sat on, nobody sat on myspace going wrestling sucks what the hell you know um amy probably doesn't even remember what myspace is you know do you know i do tom i is? still have mine i don't know who tom is <laughs> i still have you, my myspace you have a myspace i'm gonna go find i still you. have my account, go for it i don't <laughs> use it Oh man, some, I don't. Some... I don't know how to get on it, but I know it's still there. Listen, all all of Ivy's and Amy's stalkers, you can find her on MySpace. You can find them. I have to know my last name, so good luck. With yeah, that. it's gonna be hard to find me. <laughs> Awkward silence. <laughs> I'll put it in the description. Shh. Uh, I don't think so you anyway. even know my last name. Listen, listen, I'll figure it out. Um, so here's the deal. Uh, we we can fix this it's an easy fix too okay don't have nxt takeover in november have nxt takeover in december and make it the only wwe pay-per-view for december as you gear up as you gear up for the royal rumble because then NXT has like a launching point for people that they're sending to the Rumble to jump up to the main roster too, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, Ciampa just jobbed out to Thatcher. I shouldn't say jobbed out because jobbing, impl- imp- you know, um, says that that he did the job, you know, in a in a quick way. He didn't. It was it was just a solid loss, right? Yeah. Thatcher mm-hmm. tapped him out after a grueling fight pit match. Um, my expectation is that Ciampa will now go to the main roster. Because how do you recover from that in NXT, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he goes to the main roster and then, you know, God help us when Thatcher comes up because he's like the new current angle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that NXT has a launching point then if you, have, if you move to take over to December and don't have a WWE pay-per-view there. Um, I also, for that matter, think that they should get rid of Fastlane as well. Um, you know, and just and just not have a pay per view there. You know, keep WrestleMania as a two night event, and just double pay per view. You know, you can load it up then. You know, it is what it is. Um, the other thing that uh, that I think about is if if we're gonna do this, uh, I can declare for the title thing. Give specifications for it, right? If you've held the Universal or the WWE Championship in the last five years, you can just declare and you're in the, and you're in the match. If you're not the current champion, right? If you were NXT champion in the last two years, you can declare to be in the match, right? If you've held a total of ten Intercontinental, U.S. or North American championships cumulatively. You can declare, right? Like, give it like an accomplishment sports feel, right? right. It's like earning a buy. Yeah, makes sense. It's like earning a buy in, in, in a bracket tournament, right? The people mm-hmm. with the most wins, you know, in the NFL playoffs, the teams with the most wins in their division get a buy the first week. It's like having mm-hmm. a buy, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like that's, that's like one way that we could get around it that makes sense 
and adds a little bit more legitimacy to what those belts do for you. You know what I mean? So, um, and we've talked about that many times over the course of the, the history of this podcast is what's, you know, are you building the belt or is the belt building you? Right. Um, mm-hmm. That's one way that the belt can build you, even if you're an established star, right? Randy Orton doesn't have a right. championship run for, for, you know, for three more years. That's okay. He still was a champion within the last five years. He can still just declare that he's going to be in the rumble and he get, he has a chance to get a chance. Right. Um, so I feel like that's, that's just one way that we could, we could do that. That would make it maybe move along a little bit. Um, all right. And last but not least, let's talk about impact wrestling, AEW. The relationship seems to be growing. Um, we're seeing more and more kind of crossover. We saw a return to the impact zone this week on impact where a uh, big money, Matt, uh, made his return to impact wrestling while he was with a uh, private party and, uh, they were victorious, by the way. You know, so we're seeing some more AEW kind of drift over to Impact. We've seen more AEW drift over to Impact than we've seen Impact drift over to AEW. Um, mm. So I guess my my question is, and we've theorized on this a little bit before, knowing what we know now, seeing that they've done kind of some joint pay-per-view stuff, we're seeing a lot more talent exchange in the last two weeks. Do we think Tony Khan has purchased impact wrestling and if so does he keep it as impact wrestling or does he rebrand it okay let's uh let's go with tyler peters let's go to you first sir you know that that's interesting i'm not sure that he's bought it i I think it's still a just a solid relationship i I think they're making us think that which is good i mean if you're going to build a storyline but I'm still not seeing it. I think it's still the more callous. I just think they're building on, you know, Omega's relationship. I've heard, you know, and you can't always believe the rumors that it, Omega came up with the idea kind of to partnership right. with Impact because he's got the good brothers, all this Bullet Club stuff. So that's a, uh, you know, some clues to why this relationship is happening. So, you know, it's not a bad theory. I can buy it, but I just don't see Khan investing in Impact. I, I think he'll do it to help them and it helps their ratings. Both companies can benefit, but I, I don't know. I just, I don't see it. And, and that's probably not the popular opinion, but. Okay. All right. I do want to point out, and this may be something that, that you hadn't heard yet, Tyler. Uh, I read somewhere okay. today that impacts ratings were actually down this week. Comparatively. Oh, wow. Okay. Comparatively. So that's, that's, I don't know if that's yeah, a good that sign. Yeah. Uh, let's no, go to, that, uh, let's no. go to the temptress. The temptress. All right. Because I love conspiracies. Because I love conspiracies, I want to say as much as it looks like it, I'm going to kind of agree with Tyler because I feel like we're being worked. They want to work us. I don't know why yet, but I feel like they want us to think that for some reason, whether it's going to be for, you know, one brand to capitalize on the other or something like that. I don't know, but I, I do think it's a work. I just haven't figured it out yet. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Rough Amy. I don't think so. They're, uh, in my opinion, looking at like this business relationship, I don't see impact benefiting from this really at all. Like, cause like you just pointed out that the ratings went down for them now and they're losing a lot and not only that on AEW they're making a lot of digs at impact like um I think it was when Don Callis was talking to the Young Bucks and he was saying like oh I'll cut you a check to appear like on impact and everything and they went well we worked there and we know those checks aren't very big and so like they're just constantly digging into impact and I Mm -hmm. guess maybe impact thinks the rub is gonna like get them the popularity but why would Tony Khan buy a company just to bury it like he he seems like a smarter businessman than that to try to keep this rivalry going yeah. but yeah. i think it's just a business relationship that is being taken advantage of by one side because the one side has all the power in this mm-hmm. so i think that's fair i think that's fair i think um i think this is very similar to what we saw with vince mcmahon and ecw in the in the late 90s early 2000s where um, he hadn't really bought them outright, but he was kind of financing them because having them mm-hmm. there was a good thing, Yeah. right? Um, so I think that's kind of what we're seeing. I think that um, I think that we'll eventually see 
impact be purchased. I don't know whether it'll be by WWE or AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that AEW wants to lock down people from going to WWE. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and that's a smart play. That's a very smart play. Right? You don't want the Motor City machine guns mm-hmm. going to WWE. Mm-hmm. You don't want um, you don't want uh, there's, there's a whole bunch of people that you don't want going from Impact to WWE right now. I mean, WWE will just bury them like they do everyone else that comes from Impact. But mm-hmm. you don't want them going there. And AEW is not doing anyone much better. Right? Brian yeah. Cage. Look at Brian Cage. Okay? I, I think Brian Cage is a great worker. I do. He uh, he is not being used to his potential in AEW, right? I agree. He's not with being that. booked to his potential in AEW. They he don't looks know very how unenthused too. He, he yeah. does. And and here here yeah here's a, another point real quick. Uh, as much as a fan as I am a Sting, I I can see his point though because he he's yeah with what you're saying he's just misused right now, right. Right. Sting, by the way, is supposed to make his in-ring debut for AEW at the pay-per-view. We'll see if that happens or not. Hmm. That'd be interesting. I, I'm wondering how they're going to do it. Probably cinematic, maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. God, I hope yeah. so. I, I yeah, I hope so. I, I just don't know that Stinger can do it like, you know, especially the injury. Yeah. For sure. For sure. If it's All right, not my friends. cinematic, I'm going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. 100% truth. Um all right, let's uh, let's talk just for a few seconds here about things that we've got coming up here. Uh, I know the ACPW Proving Grounds School in Pennsylvania is back up and running right outside of Philadelphia. If you are interested in becoming a professional wrestler, manager, referee in the Philadelphia area, give the ACPW Proving Grounds a, uh, a look. That's acpwrestling.com. Uh, we have uh, some stuff coming up here on the, the network. Um, sorry about that, folks. We had to stop for a second. There was a... a train that goes by my house that decided to blow its horn as loud as it could for like a solid 90 seconds there uh anyway um we just i just said about acpw being up and moving uh ref amy's got a show coming it's going to be calling the shots with ref amy uh raw review show she's going to be doing that on a on a weekly basis for us uh should be going up late monday night early tuesday uh you know, in early Tuesday during the day, we'll see kind of how the flow happens. Uh, Cousin Mike's got the the reviewing the indie show coming out. Uh, in fact, he's already working on it. He's working hard on it right now. Um, the blooper reel has been amazing so far, so we're gonna we're gonna hope that that keeps coming. Um, and uh, so, any of our indie friends, if you're an indie wrestler, uh, if you are an indie promotion, you want to send us stuff to put on our on our reviewing the indie show basically michael watch it he'll give his thoughts about it um he'll give you his perspective as a lifelong wrestling fan um and as someone that has uh that has spent a lot of time over his 35 years uh you know just really diving you know headfirst into analyzing sports and analyzing wrestling uh you know he's he's a wealth of knowledge and uh, I love hearing his input, and I, I think that you guys will as well. So please feel free to DM us uh, at Rewind Podcast. Send us any information you want us to take a look at. We got one from Korea the other day um, that I'm going to be sending his way, which is really Ooh. cool. So there's a, a South Korean organization that sent us their stuff. So that's really cool. Um, nice. So awesome. we've got that coming. The Wrestle Game Rewind is on a roll right now. Um, they're doing this little series on uh, on the arcade WWF game from the uh from the 80s and it's just it's fantastic it's great stuff uh they're they're having a blast doing it and uh we're having a blast with them as well join us in the chat whenever that premieres it typically premieres right now on monday night it'll probably get moved to tuesday night if uh if ref amy is going to be coming on mondays we'll see we have to to kind of play that by ear uh, and of course you've got our show, the rewind wrestling radio show. And then Amy, I think you have a list of the upcoming coastal championship wrestling shows. Is that accurate? I do. So February 6th, CCW presents bash at the brew at what is it? Unbranded brewery in Miami, mm. Florida. So yeah, 
brew and bashing. And then we got to our enter the machine in Nashville, Tennessee on February 20th at Helios Granite with our main event featuring Brian Cage. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And then on March 20th at Extreme Park, we have the anniversary 17 for CCW. And we don't have much information on it yet, but we'll be soon. We're already selling tickets for it. So you got to get it fast. Yeah. And, and the anniversary show is like CCW's WrestleMania. So you know, much, they're going yeah. to pull out all the stops. I mean, their regular shows, you're talking about Brian Cage, Camille, mm-hmm. uh, the Sandman, Sabu, mm-hmm. Super Crazy, right? You're talking about Bram, right? You're talking about huge names in, yeah. uh, in professional wrestling. At their regular shows, you know they're going to break out all the stops when it comes to their biggest event of the year for Anniversary 17. Yep. It's and uh, where, where, where can people get tickets, Amy? Oh, we can get tickets at, oh gosh, I love tickets. Coastal Championship Wrestling FL.com. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, I know Tyler's got a bunch of stuff that he brings out every week on The Buzz. So make sure you check them out on all your social media platforms. Tyler, is that just at The Buzz? Yeah, it, it's uh, actually called whatthebuzz.com, but you can mm-hmm. pull it up, uh, The Buzz. But we've got all kinds of sports and, of course, wrestling and, and different podcasts to, for everything from uh, whatever sport to wrestling as well. So it just coincides with it. Excellent, excellent. And uh, Ivy has her OnlyFans, you know, and yeah. uh, she's going to she's gonna put out some fresh content of her uh, pistol whipping some, some MFers oh in, in Coastal, you know. <laughs> It's going to be a thing, and, and she's going to put it on OnlyFans, and uh, you guys can just have, uh, have some fun subscribing to that and uh, making, making Ivy a lot of money, you know? Yeah. Make sure you I'm go look pistol, for her. I'm going to pistol with Ted. Yeah, go, go, look, go look for her OnlyFans, though, for real. Go find it. Oh yeah, you, you're going to have to, like, search for it a little bit, but you just keep scrolling <laughs> looking for it, all right? All right. So, uh, all right, guys. Web. On the dark web. That's right. So, I'm bringing it back this week. Nellio's not here to complain about it. The bucket list. You got the Delco bucket. The Delco bucket is back. Here we go. It's almost as white as my shirt, but it's Delco, so it's dirtier. Um, Here we go. Here we go. This one is for... Ah, we answered that one last week. I don't want that one. That's an outdated question now. They've survived. You have to remember, I came up with these questions in, like, May. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I'm not giving this one to Tyler because I know what his answer will be. I'll, I'll go with, uh, with Ivy for this one. Okay. Who is the best manager ever? Oh, damn, the best manager. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Paul Heyman. I hate him, but I'm going to go with Paul Heyman. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Here we go. Okay. Ref Amy. Mm. You can use past or present superstars from any federation, dream match, singles match, and what is the stipulation? Ooh. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Name Redacted slash Chris Benoit in a submission match. Mm. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Boom. All right. Tyler, you answered that one last week. Best tag team ever. I, I know. It's a tag team thing, man. I, I don't know. Oh, this one's fun, Tyler. This okay. one's fun. I <laughs> hope right. you answer it the way I, I think you will. Who is in the WWE Hall of Fame and shouldn't be? Oh. that's a tough one that's actually a very tough one i i would uh probably take a lot of the comedy people i i don't know uh that's a tough one i don't know that who i would take out of it (laughs) Uh, there's not one like this glaringly obvious answer yeah it is and i I don't want to get political but probably (laughs) i I just i hate to go to that you know oh well all right pick one buddy pick one uh I'm probably going to go with uh, probably any of the celebrities because depending on one, I mean, 
Who, who's a celebrity? This is tough. I, I didn't really think yeah, that's what so Drew yeah, Carey. I mean, with all due Rose. respect to him, yeah, with all due respect to those guys, I think that's kind of a joke to have a celebrity. I mean, because it should be about the wrestlers, the managers. So that that'll be my answer. Because that's a tough one. I mean, you know, it's easy to think back, you know, a certain incident, but who do you take out? I mean, that's. I'll never forget the first time I asked that question. It was with uh, DB Craft. It, okay. it was with Andrew. And he was, uh, oh, man, I don't know if you wanted me to use his shoot name, but whatever. Screw you, DB. No, I'm kidding. Um, moving out to Chicago on us. Uh, but DB, like, instantaneously went, Donald fucking Trump. Because <laughs> that guy. <laughs> and, like, just went on a rant. I was like, DB, I love, I, I, I love you, brother. I love you, brother. I'm going to get so much hate mail for this, but I love you, brother. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right. And the question for me is best commentary team ever. Mm, that's that's tough. a good one. Yeah, that is a good tough, one. right? Mm, that is. Um, man, I'm going to throw that question out because it's not useful anymore. Best commentary team ever. Oh, uh, you know, I, I, I hate to say it, but I don't hate to say it. Um, I think that my favorite commentary team may very well have been Jim Ross and Paul Heyman together. <laughs> okay. Um, because Paul is such an antagonist and he and JR have worked together for so long that he knows all the buttons to push and mm-hmm. get the best out of JR. And, um, and that was like when JR was like at the tail end of the best of his career. You know, that, that last run in WWE when, when Paul Heyman was with him right after, right during and right after the invasion, you know? Um, so I, I feel like, and, and listen, Jim Ross is like, even on his worst day, he's better than a lot of what we get right now from professional wrestling and commentary. Absolutely. But, mm-hmm. but you know, that was like when he was in his prime of calling a match, you know? Okay. Um, because now I feel like there's a lot of like, um, he's fitting in catchphrases that he used in WWE for 30 years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I don't know. I, I, I still love Jr. And I love that he's still doing commentary. Um, but oftentimes I'm glad when there's a fourth man in that booth, because mm-hmm. I feel like he doesn't show his, he doesn't show his age in the business quite as much when he does, when there is, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But that would have to be mine. It would be Jim Ross and Paul. No, that, that's a great choice. And I, I didn't think mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. That's a yeah. good answer. Yeah. All right. So before we head out here, guys, next week we are live here on YouTube. And uh, we are going to be talking the Royal Rumble. We're going to be making our predictions. Hopefully we'll know a little bit more about the card. Uh, obviously, we'll have the men's match, the women's match. We'll have the Universal Championship match. We'll have the WWE Championship match. We'll find out what else is going to happen on the card, hopefully, over the course of the next week. Um, we're going to be talking all things about the Royal Rumble. But while we're doing it, we're going to have some guests on. So we've got Jolton Joe jumping in for, uh, for a chunk of time to come talk to us that day. We've got uh, our good buddy uh, from the Philly Fans Sports Podcast, Kevin Key. He's going to be joining us uh, talking about their new YouTube channel as well since they expanded out to a YouTube as well. And uh, then we've got Mitchell Norton coming in and uh we talked about this a little bit last week his son bryce has leukemia and we're going to be um asking our listeners to as we're listening live just donate uh, a little bit of money to the gofundme as we go let's raise a little bit of money for this kid you know he's two years old he's got leukemia his parents are doing everything they can um for him and for his siblings and um you know let's 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 do something nice let's bring the internet wrestling community together for something that is worthy of a cause um, such as that. And we may have a couple surprises for you along the way. Uh, Big Daddy V is working on some uh, some phone calls for us. It's part of the reason why he's not here tonight. I didn't want to say at the top of the show. Um, he's working on some phone calls for us, um, you know, trying trying to maybe grab a couple names to maybe show up and just say, hey, you know, let's uh, go Royal Rumble and let's get Bryce a, a big shout out, you know. So let's uh, let's see what we can what we can do for this family, folks. Let's get them well taken care of let's do what we've got to do to make that happen i know i'll be making a donation next next thursday night while we're on the show uh so folks that show is going to be live on youtube that's going to be at 8 30 p.m eastern 
Eastern Standard Time. So make sure that you are with us live here on YouTube for the duration of the show. It'll run from 8.30 to 10.30. We will take some potty breaks in there. We'll have a couple couple breaks, uh, but we look forward to seeing you all there with us on the show. Please be active in the chat. I love chatting with you guys over the course of the show. Um, you know, I run my multiple screens doing it, and I, I oftentimes am kind of just literally running the show and being a producer for these live ones, but they're some of my favorite events. And uh, so please, please, please come chat with us. Let us know your thoughts about the Royal Rumble in the chat, and uh, I'll be reading off some of those conversations on air, just like I did for, what was it, Survivor Series, the last one that we yeah. did? So just, mm-hmm. like, just like I did for Survivor Series. We had a heck of a time with that, folks. So let's get you all there to listen and to participate. Um, come support all the people on the show that evening. And uh, folks, it's been a blast. It's been a pleasure. And uh, on behalf of the whole crew here at Rewind Wrestling Radio and the Rewind Wrestling Network, we will have to catch you on the flip side.